Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 8 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I don't know. Um, according to our demographic, a lot of pe- our people, uh, listeners, are millennials. So I don't know if they remember things called DVD players or so much. What's, what's the millennial time frame again? Uh, I think it's like... Uh, Anyone younger than you. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure I count, I count as Gen X. Is Gen X and millennials the same shit? No, I think you're Gen Y. I think Gen X is like to 1980 kind of thing. Oh, right. And 80 to, onwards 80 is... to 90 or whatever is Gen Y, and then you've got Gen Z, and then they anyone that's sort of coming of age in the new millennium is millennial, I think. Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, uh, they might remember things called DVD players. Um, a while back, I bought a, a soundbar, and they threw in a free Blu-ray player. Right. Just, you know, it's only worth about 50 bucks or whatever, but, you know... Yep. It sat in the cupboard for I don't know how long. Um, and, well, young lad's uh, three, and he always wants to put whatever he wants on TV, but he can't quite navigate Netflix. But it turns out he's absolutely fine at uh, sticking a, a DVD in a DVD player and oh, playing it yeah, off. Figure it out. So now of a morning, instead of actually getting up and being a parent, I can just uh, let him trundle on into the lounge room and he can put his own DVD on. So uh, that's a win for me. That's a good start. Yeah. yeah. Once they figure out the iPads, you're, you're laughing. You don't have to talk to him again. Well, he's figured that out, but, you know, we, we kind of figure that uh, he gets tech neck yep. from sort of craning over it. At least with this one, it's a big enough telly that he just sort of... <laughs> you sit down and play yeah. in front of it, yeah. Well, if he's halfway decent kid, he'd at least learn how to stitch together a pair of Nikes or something. <laughs> Do something useful with the morning. Brenton, what's your highlight of the week? Well, obviously, we have to start off with uh, devastating news of one of the, the greatest ruckmans of the modern, modern era, uh, hanging up the boots. Uh, sure, yeah, Sean Grigg. Sean Grigg. He's, he's gone at the stud, has he? He's hanging, well, I think he thought he'd, have to, he'd just get a freebie season this year, just be able to be on the sidelines, and all of a sudden, lots of lots of our tall men have gone down, and looks like he might be getting the call up. Going, nah, fuck <laughs> nah, that. Fuck that. <laughs> That's not what I signed up for. <laughs> I was here for the, for the mentor of this and try and hang on for, for the party if we well, get, get there. To be fair, if they didn't have the mid-season draft, he, he probably would have. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, to, to my highlight so of the Gil's just jealous is what I'm hearing. I think Gil Gil's not much. Let's be honest. Um, so my actual highlight of the week. Uh, it's good beer week this this week. Um, so for for my work, we got lots of lots of beer coming in, and lots of other alcohol products coming in from uh, America. Um, what sort of alcohol products? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just like alcohol products. Just it's so broad. Like 
we've got some Dettol. We've got some Vanilla Essence. Well, well, there was some like Nutrigrain Spirit that we Nutrigrain Spirit, Nutrigrain Spirit. Yeah, that you generally use to uh, distill into. Oh, vodka neutral drink. grain neutral, spirit. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said Nutrigrain. <laughs> nutrigrain. Well, that's a yeah. fucking odd flavour. It's pretty malty. Actually, yeah. that's, not a, that's not the worst idea for a beer. Here like, you go. Yeah. Tastes like Guy Leach's scrotum. Oh yeah, you could do an extra special bitter or something. Be nice English style. But anyway, um, so obviously <laughs> when you're dropping all these kegs off, there's plenty of paperwork. Um, so that will just give you the dossier of, of all the the uh, actual what do you fucking call it? The tasting notes or no no oh, just yeah. what's in the on the palate oh, uh, right, yeah. basically. So yeah, so tasting notes. Itinerary, what the fuck to call it? Escape me now. So anyway, we're, on the, we're going through uh, the notes <clears throat> of what we've, what we've ordered and what the price were, and we noticed this other bit of paper. There's an email, and the the driver's accidentally given this to us. Right. And so here here's the email. Hello, <laughs> David. The Simpletons didn't tell us that due to building. Due, due to the building holding alcoholic beverages, they have left the signage of all the past tenants and the We Have Moved sign up. Not true. Right. Uh, basically, there's a warehouse that we have, and it's in Heidelberg, so obviously we're going to advertise lots of fucking expensive yeah. booze here. Uh, so we just kept it, the big, huge number out the front on right. a light-up sign. You cannot miss it. Um, the Simpletons, otherwise known as business name there, are actually at the address. And I'm yep. like, so what's happened is their driver, who's delivering stuff to the warehouse, has gone up to the right warehouse, yep. looked at the number, right number, seen the sign, and we have moved and gone, well, obviously they're not here anymore. <laughs> Didn't knock on the door or anything. No, no, what would got, you? Turned around, fucking drove off. <laughs> so the deliveries we wanted to come just got sent straight back to, to customs or to the, the docks. And then they've actually come out and, you know, obviously you. saying this behind our back, we're simple yeah. like, the driver couldn't get out and fucking knock on the door. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, someone is going to be in a world of trouble tomorrow because they've already said that we're going to refuse uh, deliveries from this company full stop. Yep. And so the suppliers will have to choose a different supplier. Yep. And these are a lot of international beers coming in and there are huge contracts for delivery. Uh, so, yeah, Ross, um, good luck tomorrow, champ. Um, yeah, it's like you're in a bit of trouble. Not the worst week someone's had uh, in, in the past week. I don't know if you know, but uh, because I'm tertiary um, associated with the telecommunications industry, yep. someone from the ACCC uh, accidentally hit... Uh, Reply all? No, no, hit uh, publish on a, a media release that they were blocking the Optus... Uh, not Optus, sorry, TPG and Vodafone merger. Um, hit it on 3 o'clock in the afternoon when it was meant to go out the next morning. Yep. Um, no oh, big deal, but... That'd be a massive share rush. $800 million. Oh, yep. shit. Yeah, uh, in uh, share went down. So, uh, yeah, somebody else had a, had a bad day there as well. Jesus yeah. Christ, all right. 800 million in, uh, in a, couple of, a couple of hours. It's, it's not often you get insider trading where you don't make a profit and a lot of <laughs> other people avoid losing money. It's one way to fuck up, isn't it? But uh, I know exactly how it can happen, though. It, oh, yes. I've, I've done it before, you know, myself, but uh, it just wasn't with really sensitive information like that. Yeah, yeah I've done it myself a bunch of the times, but... Yeah. Uh, I've only got about 12 followers, so no one gives a shit. <laughs> and somebody usually goes, oh, mate, that's not meant to go up. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Take it down. Well, I mean, I've accidentally hit share on some Pornhub videos before, so I can't sympathize. <laughs> Why the fuck is there a share? Like, Who the fuck is logging their Facebook into their Pornhub account for a start and goes, oh, yeah, I think. I know a bunch of people that probably want to watch this. Uh, Robo would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon the actors. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that might be it. It might be an industry thing. They're just going. Oh, guys, I had a really great scene. Uh, look, just skip to one forty-three. You can see my, you know, newly uh, bleached bunghole. <laughs> or it's probably like, yeah, skip to one forty. That one where I'm getting double railed. Check out that carpet. That's lovely. <laughs> do you reckon? I'd, I'd really like a rug. Do you reckon they actually shout out to the um, 
the support staff, though. Just like, uh, you know, here's my latest scene with um, Jenna Jameson. I'm going to pretend I don't know any porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> Pick one from 20 years ago. Yeah. Here's one with Madison Ivy. Um, I'd like to shout out to, you know, uh, uh, Cindy at uh, Cindy's uh, Body Waxing. My scrotums now look so great. Thanks, girl. Love you. We love your work. Yeah, <laughs> Nair really fucked us on those ones. <laughs> no, it's a fucking mistake. You don't put that in your, your bollocks. That's what I mean. Um, okay, so before we get into the footy, we have a question from Twitter. Oh, yeah. Steve from Slingshot Footy um, asked us about if you place. We're talking about gambling last week a bit because yeah. footy was fucking not interesting. Um, asking us if we if you place a bet on a Brownlow medal winner before the season starts or whenever, yep. and then subsequently you get suspended. Do you get your money back? No. Fuck no. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Obviously, obviously, Australian uh, gambling is a different industry, and they are fucking ruthless. They ain't giving you shit back. I actually won a bet one time, and they found a, a, a technicality to only give me half payment, but the thing is, I already emptied my account, so I ain't giving you money back. <laughs> How did that work out? Well, basically, there was a, it was on an F1 race, and they're... The F1 market for them was really, really small, and so they didn't put much effort into That's it. That's right. A few years back, they had no fucking idea what they, they were doing. They had no idea what they were doing. So I just do little exotics. So if a, if a driver, well, but some drivers who are known to crash, and if they're in a fast car and they qualify poorly, I'd bet on them and whoever was around them to be the first ones to um, crash, crash out, crash, basically. Right. So there's exotic bets that pay pretty big odds. And obviously this one comes so, up. So Grosjean and Maldonado really fucking helped <laughs> it you was out. Pretty much, pretty much what it was. And the, these drivers came together, the two ones that I bet on, yep. and I'm like, sweet, all right. So I, I had the person who crashed into him as being eliminated first. Yep. And um, so it's come out as he's eliminated first, and they've paid it out. Yep. So I've been like, sweet, I'm going to put this on some other uh, bets Whatever. that weren't yep. on that website. So I pulled the money out, put it into a yep. different one. And then they've come back and said, actually, uh, it was a crash simultaneous, so we're going to pay it out. And I'm like, but they classified it as he, he finishes first because yep. they, they have to have it finish in order. Yep. So yep. I'm like, they, that, that is not true at all because they classified it. And so they yeah. try to ring me up and they're like trying to threaten me. Like, you have to, we're going to go to to our lawyers if you don't give it back. I'm like, mate, it's 200 bucks. Yeah, good luck. Like, yeah, cool. Cool story, bro. <laughs> How much do your lawyers cost? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not putting it back in there, mate, because I think that's absolutely wrong. It reminds me uh, back in the day in Broken Hill, St. Pat's You're going to say St. Pat's. Yeah. Yep, yep. I know this story too. I remember that one because they you know, run the race or whatever and- most people are just fucking Polax drunk anyway, so no one's really paying super close attention yeah, to the horses. That, that's the jockeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they have the old, uh, you know, back in the day before LCD screens and whatever, they just put the numbers on cards up outside of the, the finishing yeah, photo like, box. Like an old scoreboard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the number went up, you know, three, seven, eight, four, or whatever, as the, the finishing order. And then, you know, people are going, yep, no worries, correct weight, go and collect their bets. And then about, I think, probably 10 minutes later, they've gone, uh, there's been a mistake. Uh, it should have been, it, went, it was 3784 up there. It should have been 3764. Uh, everyone who's collected on that, could you please return to the bookmakers and return the money? <laughs> and and the laughing. The crowd just laughed. <laughs> like, uh, and not one single person. No. Not no. one did. And uh, Of course not. The funny part is people were on the, on the news and stuff going, I'm very disappointed in the honesty of people. Like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I mean, the funny thing was is that Pop was a steward there, so he knew he was going to win before the race started anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as the results went up, we're like, that's not right. Yeah. yeah there were, yeah. There were oh, a few boat races out there. Old mate's house went up in flames the week before, so he's getting the winner this week. With your technicalities, I remember I once collected um, on one on a technicality that I didn't realise, and it was Soccer World Cup, and I was putting bets on with uh, Donk Dunk, yep. Donk Dunk, who's uh, on our gambling podcast, and I remember he bet on David Villa to... Yep kick the most goals in this World Cup and it must have been a weight or, or around that mark mm. um, and uh, 
anyway, they go through and they have the golden boot for the most goals. And if it's a tie, it goes to, like they the golden boot goes to the one who had the most assists as right. well. So it's like mm. that's their countback, and he didn't win on countback. Um, but I, at centre bet, I don't know, is oh, that still a thing? Bet. Yeah, right. Um, they didn't say golden boot; it said most goals. Ah, so they still paid out. out. Yeah, yeah. they paid out. You know, half. Because yeah. there were two winners, but yeah. um, we still got a little collect out of that. So there, there's one back in the day. Mm. So unfortunately, Steve, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you bet, it's best and fair, uh, best and fairest. Yeah. Um, so if they disqualify themselves, yep. you've done your done. And sometimes if you win, you still don't get your money. Yeah. <laughs> but in, you know, in fairness, some of them do the the good news stuff. Where say if someone gets rubbed out for something that they didn't expect to or shouldn't have, they'll uh, pay a, a justice bet back. Like yeah. Your, yeah, your money back. Yeah, or well, they give you, you know, a free bet to the value yeah. of, and mm. you know, we'll pay out early and you reinvest. And There's all been a few justice stuff. bets come back. Yeah, but mainly that's mainly because they don't want to give you your money back. They just don't want you to take your money to another company. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, it's all PR. PR. Yeah, it's exactly. all PR. It's all marketing. Yeah. They never do anything that benefits the the consumer. I can guarantee you that. No. Any change oh, is always for yeah. their good. Yeah. I wonder if you downloaded all the betting apps, would they fit on your regular phone? Oh, you, you, you'd need a couple of screens, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. I think you need a couple of storage phones. Um, there's a, there's cloud. a new one pop up every day. Um, uh, AFL about, app? About to, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, they got a lot of adverts around there. Really they, they sold the the TV rights for, what, $6 billion or whatever? Something stupid. So how come AFL.com is full of adverts every fucking time? Like, the top third of the yeah. screen, uh, before the fold, oh. is an advert for betting or Samsung yeah, or whatever. sell everything. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to know the scores. When scoring's going down and there's less ad breaks, you got to you got to do something. Anyway, um, has it been a great week though? Before we get into the actual games, for um, talk outside of the game, there's been so much to do in yeah. the last since we last recorded a podcast. Um, you can go through the footy show getting cancelled. Yeah, nothing ahead. Um, there's Dane Rampy on Friday night. There's Ablett. <laughs> there's Fife. There's Durden. Um, and now you mentioned Grig off the top. It's been a big week for. Pretty big non-issues. Yeah, Hang on. except we, for Greg. Can we use that now? It's been a big week for footy. Now that no one else is. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you can if you like. But it's been a big week for pointless issues. Well, I'll I mean, the real winner of the tabloids because they've actually got something legitimate to write about now. Yeah, they've been. Oh, geez, they've stretched um, it out too. Yeah, real loser is Cornsy because he's, he's not getting <laughs> much much print time. Well, he did a uh, he did a I was wrong. Um, article in the last uh, seven days. Was there a but in there? Uh, sort of, yeah. yeah. It was, so I'm sorry, but. Yeah. He said... Um, sorry, but. Fuck you. No, he, he said uh, Jager Amira trade was the worst trade that's ever happened. And he's gone, yeah, I might have been wrong. Yeah. There's been plenty of worse ones. Anyway. Um, well, well, Bok, Bok to, <laughs> to Gita, uh, Gold Coast, probably one of the worst. Well, Jonathan A is probably the worst, I'd say. <laughs> um, Swans, five points over Essendon. Um, funny old game, this one too. Uh, a lot of the focus, like we said, has been on Dane Rampey. Um, and I love the AFL has treated this just perfectly. Yeah. Because, okay, let's let's deal with the climbing up the goalpost first. Um, for starters, I will not hear that he didn't intentionally do it, you yeah. know, because he climbed up the goalpost and it shook. And they're like, oh, yeah, but he didn't mean to shake the goalpost, so it's not intentional. No, he came back down on the coconut. <laughs> Pretty sure I know what he was yeah. doing. I, it's a free kick to Essendon in the goal square. But... I love it that Essendon got robbed. So yep. I'm just happy with that. It's yeah, brilliant. I, I love how they just gave Rampy a telling off. Just, no, get down. Yeah. And, I, and he got down. So, but you know, that's fair. fair. We all know what happened. Like he got in more trouble for calling the um, saying the umpire sounded like a girl. Yeah, he got yeah. 10 grand for that. Yeah. Half of it suspended, but... Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm just shocked the umpire didn't have one in the chamber to fire back. There's such easy replies yeah. to that one. 
Like, you know, you're playing like a girl. <laughs> you know, opposition is making you look like a girl. There's plenty is, of other companies. There's anything you could have But the funny thing is, like, I, like whatever, it's disrespectful to the umpire, but it's not entirely wrong. He does have a high-pitched voice. Oh, well. I mean, but at the end of the day, everyone else heard, mate. You got caught on the ball. It was time to take your licks. Yeah, but I mean, was it um, was it uh, an insult or an observation? I don't know, but uh, it's uh, he's five grand lighter for it right now. Either way, but so, um, so he lost everything in divorce too, like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's his match pack. I think the girls usually week. yeah it works the other the way. Empire, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um. But uh, with the uh, the non-free kick for the climbing up the goalpost, we know exactly what happened. And the goal umpire didn't want to give a free kick yeah. for that and decide the game, um, which by the letter of law, probably should have. But what I love is the AFL's reaction to it um, because they couldn't uh, couldn't wait to get out and give it the big tick of approval. Like, no, no, that's common sense umpiring, yeah. um, which is what they said on uh, Saturday morning. Saturday afternoon, they said, no, it's not a free kick. Sunday afternoon, they said, no, oh, yeah, it, it is a free kick. Yeah. Monday afternoon, uh, please explain. Tuesday afternoon, you're fined. <laughs> well, how? How does this all happen? Every, they did everything perfectly. Um, nothing to answer for, nothing to answer for. Something to answer for, here's a fine. Yeah, take, take money. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I thought oh, the just, game was beautiful. I just want to see that meeting. He's like, well, there's a bit of media about this. What can we do? Fine him. Do we need to? Look, mate, uh, that end of season trip ain't going to pay for fuck itself. So <laughs> well, this way we get the good media and we get uh, 5K in the pockets to uh, fuck off to Vegas. Well, he got uh, 1000 for climbing the goalpost suspended. So it <laughs> still, they got, oh, we are going to find you, but nothing's going to happen. So unless he climbs the goalpost again in the near future, then no fine. <laughs> uh, it's, the last person to get fined for shaking the goalpost was Dustin Fletcher. Is it really? About 15 yeah. years ago. Um, and I think he got six hundred dollar fine. Only because that counts as sibling abuse. Just about. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he could have thought it was his man. Yeah. In, in all honesty, I'm actually okay with it. The ball was nowhere fucking near it. Yeah. Um, but I still prefer to think that Essendon was robbed. Oh, they definitely. Yeah, I'm were. okay <laughs> with that. I did see that on um, one of the uh, Facebook channels. It was like, uh, "Was this a free kick?" And no. And yes, but fuck Essendon. Oh. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that was yes. kind of that one by a fucking landslide. Yeah. Been my opinion since uh, since the get go. Um, Parker, I thought was pretty good for the Swans. Yeah, coming back um, into a bit of form. Um, uh, yeah, I think they had to share share the workload around. And it was good to see uh, Parker coming back into it. Um, where was he actually playing for most of the game? Everywhere. Cause, yeah, because yeah. he's been sort of put down forward a little bit lately. I don't know if they're just nurse injuries or just trying to figure out what's going wrong with the team. But I feel like his freedom in that game made a big difference in Swans getting ball movement from yep. backline to forward line. Um, and Kennedy as well, of course, too. Um, I thought um, McCartan um, was the only one on the ground who could take those contested marks. Who's that, sorry? Um, uh, uh, not Paddy oh, McCartan. Tom, Tom McCartan. Tom McCartan, there yep. you go. Um, and especially when you know, it's such a tight game and it's hard to find uh, that outlet pass, when you go down the line and somebody can win a good one-on-one and, and take a mark and you can reset, yep. it really relieves a lot of pressure and gains you a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of space on the ground. It certainly does, and that's one thing that Collingwood's proven over the last couple of years. So, um, yeah. Yeah, when you can when you do that, you have that faith in your your team. It just makes it so much easier, uh, especially with your uh, composure around the ball. Because you know you can bang it forward if you need to, but you can start looking for those shorter, more uh, you know delicate passes. Yeah, uh, playing that possession game, but you know you're going to have uh, big man firing to be able to grab it out of the air if you need to. Yeah, it, um, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I was like, "Fuck, you sound like you're going to say something real serious." Then <laughs> no, like, oh, I, shit. Here we go. I was just thinking, I'm, I'm probably changing gears a bit, but. Uh, 
I thought uh, Fantasy was a bit unlucky. He had to split his possessions with that other bloke called Fantasia. Um, so, you know, his stats didn't look that good in the end. I, I do like that um, some people have taken to call on uh, the commentator, Brian T-La. T- well, if he gets to decide how other people's names are pronounced, then why can't we decide how his is pronounced? Because he came out and defended. He said, no, we're in Australia. It's Fantasia. It's like, well, I'm pretty sure Not that really. this, this bloke gets to decide how his name is pronounced. Yeah. Like, you ask him, he says it's this way, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, exactly there's no further right. discussion. Yeah. So I agree there's always going to be some Australianisms, because even when we um, do that, we don't do things like roll the R's or whatever when we're trying to pronounce properly, because we fucking can't, most <laughs> yeah. of us. I can't. It's embarrassing. Like um, like Dan Ricardo, even though Ricardo. it should be Ricciardo. It should be Ricciardo. Ricciardo. But how does he I, say see, it? I can't even do the R's. Yeah. Ricciardo. <laughs> He's like, it's just Ricardo, mate. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I went so through all school made, getting made fun of this name. This is what fucking is now. And to be fair, I, I would have thought he'd like the name because the nose would be the fucking primary <laughs> thing yeah. otherwise. Well, this uh, issue has come up before in footy, if you remember back in the day, um, with uh, Campo Reale. Oh, yeah. I remember once he was on the footy show yep. and he, they asked him, how's it pronounced? And he said, it's Campo Reale. Yep. Okay. So later on in the show... Um, they're talking to somebody out of the studio. Goes, g'day, mate. It's uh, Scott Camparelli here. And they went, hang on. You told us it's the other way. He goes, oh, whatever. <laughs> so I think he couldn't decide it himself. So, but I think the most Aussie thing to do would be uh, Canvas. It's, it's Aussie. Uh, Fantas. It's Smith. Fanto. 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 Uh, Fanto's got the ball. Well, he kicked four goals. And now he's. I think he's out now for uh, a couple of weeks. He, he's done himself a mischief again. Well, he's done his bit. Yeah, I get. Well, not really. They didn't get up. They lost. Well, he did his bit, though. He did his bit, yeah. They didn't, kicked four. didn't get the win. Um, four straight, no less. He's done well. Especially early on. I think he kicked a lot of his goals early. Mm. Um, which, uh, yeah, it was a good turnout. They are a better side with him in it, obviously. Yeah. Um, and without Joey Danaher playing, um, it does give them a different kind of option up forward. Yeah. Um, which will spread defences, but not in this one. So, Swannies get their second win for the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I do love that Essendon was going to, you know, file a petition to get four points off the bottom place side. I love it. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to replay it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that in November. Yeah. And you, you just have your own little thing. I also love how they're like, we'll get lawyers involved. Like, mate, you've already got a state of lawyers. You've already lost all the cases. <laughs> yeah. that. I don't know that I'd be getting them back in. They'll end up sitting out another season. Uh, Bulldogs and the Lions at uh, Mars Stadium in Ballarat. Uh, Lions actually got out early on this one, but uh, after a while, the cold gets to them. Well, yeah, they got chased down in the... Well, they the almost half. they almost made it to the second half, yeah. Um, before they getting chased down, and look, um, this is a good fight out, I thought, uh, especially going out to the rat. Um, it's not really a home ground advantage because neither of them really play out there or ever. Uh, so I felt like this was anyone's game to win, and I honestly thought the Brisbane might have had a, a better or, or put in a better performance over the whole four yeah. quarters than they did. I thought this was one. If it was that Eddie had. Or what if Marvel um, yep. for Bulldogs home ground? You can understand where they fade away or just I, not used to service. But I still call it Eddie Had half the time. Yeah. Just, it's going to take me a while to get out of well, that. Even when it became Eddie Had, I still called it Colonial. Colonial it was Telstra Dome. Telstra it was Dome. for a little while. Yeah. Um, so I expected Lions to maybe put in a bit more of a forecourt effort, but you can't take much away from the Bulldogs. I thought they played really, really well. Um, yeah, just obviously we got the ball as much as they did. It took them a to... little bit longer to get going, um, but uh, still had plenty of it. Um, mm. Norton was good again. He wasn't as great as he Fucking was the week bruise before. Bruise-free, useless bastard he was. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Like two contested marks. I mean, come on, lad. Yeah, after putting in, what do you have, nine or yeah, last nine. week? Um, Why don't you Dunkley with 22 contested possession? He was fucking good. 
Shit, he got 36 posies. That's a really good return. Yeah, yeah. means you can't get away from anyone. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, he you wouldn't, wouldn't want to put in too many efforts of two goals, five from the day. But, um, mm. you know, that means he's got seven shots on goal. So um, that's a good start, really. I would be quality player. You'd always have him. But, uh, yeah, poor return for uh, what were some fairly gettable shots, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was surprised uh, Mitch Robinson managed to sneak up forward, get, snag himself a few goals. He's been on and off for this year. Played good last week. Um, so it was good to see him back it up again for another week because of Supercoach. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you're basing it on. Yep. Um, and I thought McCluggage, in, when the uh, Lions were up and about, he was the one that was doing it for him uh, early on. Um, and then he got shut down um, in the, the second half. And that's really where the Bulldogs started yeah. to... Well, he's having a lot more attention now that uh, he's put in some pretty stellar performances uh, yeah. this year. Yeah. Zorko was pretty good too. Is that how you pronounce <laughs> it these days? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to get them right. It's, it's bloody hard to do. But that's uh, two on the trot for the Doggies. Their season seems to be back. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a nice old game. Yeah, see what Tiger's love to have Sam Lloyd back. I think he played a rip of a game. Yeah. And uh, someone we could really rely on now. Um, Bailey got injured, didn't he? Bailey Smith? Um, no, uh, what's his, uh, Zane Bailey or Zach Bailey. Zach Bailey. Yeah, that fella. Um, I'm only asking because he ended up with one disposal and that was it. It was an important hand pass. Right? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, he was, yeah. he was at 100% uh, disposal efficiency. There you go. Uh, and for some reason... Uh, AFL stat sheets or whatever, put him at negative one uh, fantasy points. Yeah, I think that handball was the umpire after he kicked the goal. <laughs> but it was efficient. <laughs> That's, how come he's at negative one when he's got one perfect efficiency uh, disposal? Uh, uh, maybe because he only had one. Other, other stats. Yeah. yeah, other stats. Doesn't have any other stats. <laughs> um, on to what I thought was oh, probably... Free against, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Time on pitch. I don't know. What I thought was uh, game of the round was Collingwood and Carlton, and I did not pick that um, going in. Um, but the, the end margin of this one is very deceptive um, with uh, Collingwood getting up by 19. Um, they keep the last five goals of the game um, to get Pretty that margin. Quick, but quick succession too. Yeah, and that's where the, their skill really came out. But, geez, it was a, a tough, hard-fought game. And I thought Carlton really did well um, themselves. And it's good that they were disappointed in losing. Well, they have to be with that sort of effort. That's one you get to get up over your rivals. And yeah. I mean, obviously, wins for them, you appreciate them, but it's not what their season's about. But a win over Collingwood any year is always something that's going to really, uh, you know, be the highlight of the season for a team that's underperforming. Yeah. Did you hear um, James Brayshaw's commentary on Charlie Kerner's goal? Absolutely I did not. not. No. Um, you know how when they're on Channel 7, they have to sort of tow the company line and do yep. it professionally. Mm. When they're on Triple M, they don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. Um, it was on Triple M. Yep. Uh, Charlie Kerner's come down, kicked the goal, and he's, you know how Brayshaw just fucking loses it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's kicked the goal. He's fucking, he says, he runs the crowd, says, stick that up your ass. He's had a great one. <laughs> and just runs on. <laughs> and I'm like, I actually like that passion. I do yeah. too. Absolutely. He um, had a famous call of uh, when Essendon got up over Hawthorne by two points. And he's like, Hooker, what's he bloody doing down there? He's kicked a goal. That's what he's bloody doing. It's it great stuff. It gets replayed all the time. Well, that's what pisses me off that uh, Australia's internet sucks so bad because if we had re- reliable internet, I'd do companions for, for the games <laughs> of clicking balls, commentates, you know, this game. Yeah, no, progressively think... drunk commentary. Yeah, <laughs> it would be way more entertaining than what the fuck they serve up now. In all honesty, I, I, I'm not going to barrel myself too much, but fuck you, yeah, I could do a better job than half of those people. Well, Entertainment-wise, at least. Well, most importantly is to know when to shut the fuck up. 
You know, sometimes he's so much footy, he doesn't know, don't need to talk. Well, actually, the cricket over the summer, which was the first year that, was it, um, is it Seven and uh, Fox are covering the, the local cricket? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. they were up in arms because Fox was getting all the good games. And, and at one stage, they had both were covering the same games in, mm. in some instances. Um, but there was, uh, what Fox would do sometimes is, all right, we're just listening to this over. And they mm. would not talk and just turn on the, yeah. the stump mics for an over. Mm. I wouldn't mind a quarter. Just give me the umpire's mics. Yeah. That'd be that'd be interesting. Um, but it, a quarter's a long time, obviously. But wouldn't it be great to have that option? Just to you know, yeah. click red. Yeah. No commentary. Just give me the, the the umpire's mics. Just trial it for you know five minutes and see what it's like. I reckon it'd be fascinating. I don't know. I like to hear about what pets half the players have and what they did at uni. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of it, I think some of it, you get the great play-by-plays from players like uh, Dermy, uh, Carey and whatnot, where they're talking about what's happening to set yep. up the current play. Yeah. I love hearing that. But when I'm hearing about, oh, well, there's Back a, in my day. Yeah, oh, I hit a seagull once when I was playing in under-13s at, you know, yeah. Cronulla or whatever. I'm like, I I'm like, there's sometimes you have to pad a game out because it's boring yeah. as fuck. Yeah. This but, player, his father's my dentist. Yeah. Which actually um, happened over the weekend. It, it ain't going to make it any better. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, Cripps is obviously great again um, for Carlton. It's probably getting very close to his uh, uh, in the Brownlow markets. Um, but there was that goal in the last quarter where uh, he had a nice shot on goal that he missed. Um, especially when, you know, Collingwood's on a run on and you, you are really just trying to hang on. And that's all they were doing yeah. was trying to hang on. And also, yeah. you want to really cut the influence of that huge Collingwood crowd down. You want them yeah. to be quiet. Yeah. Um, so when you miss that goal, you had a chance to halt the momentum and you know give them a, a breather and a reset. Uh, it's just oh, it's just a, the one little black mark on an otherwise excellent day for him. Yeah, I mean, with Cripps during the week, he came out and said, um, you know, he wants to, he's one hundred percent committed to Carlton, and he thinks if he moves somewhere else and got a premiership, that's kind it's of not cheating. The same. Yeah. Um, we have seen this quite often when a player comes out and says, I'm <laughs> fucking 100% staying, and uh, why would I leave you blokes? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, I'm interested to see where we'll end up next year. Um, should be fun. Well, you, they might uh, trade him to Adelaide for Adelaide's number one pick <laughs> that Carlton are going to give them. Um, what about uh, the the big oh – God, I've gone blank on his fucking name. Grundy? Uh, no, he's gone to centre-half back. Our favourite, Levi Casbolt. Oh, Kazza. It's taken, I don't know, five or six years. They've finally put him to centre-half back. You know what? Does all right. Yeah. Because well, he's a good contestant mark and a long kick. Not a fucking accurate kick. No. I'll but grant that. But... One of the things is it's hiding one of his biggest deficiencies, which is goal kicking. Yeah. Like, why force him to do goal kicking if he's no fucking good at it? Yeah. Here it is, mate. Contested mark. You're fucking great at well, Do think... that and then just bang the fucking thing. I think they just had no no idea what to do with him, so they've bought a job back from redundancy, which is the <laughs> centre-half back position. They've gone, fuck it, I don't know, we can't fire him, we've got to find something for him to do. Let's stick him in the in the uh, stationary room and get him to sort out pencils or something. I'll sit in the centre-half back line. Fair enough. It's worked all right. It's worked it, good. It might uh, mean he doesn't get dropped for the rest of the year. Well, I'm probably hoping it means he, he gets some interest uh, from North Melbourne. <laughs> Million dollars. <laughs> Another big fish, fuck. <laughs> Um, Lucky Plowman, I thought was uh, it was good Actually, going back as well. On that big fish, uh, rumor is Grundy is going to sign, re-sign with Collingwood, which is no surprise. Yep. They're talking seven years and a million bucks a year. 
which uh, that takes a big fucking chunk out of everyone. And he's only fucking young. Yeah, he's like 25. Yeah, yeah. we've had that well, discussion I, many times. Yeah, I think we have actually. Yeah. He's, he's younger season. than you think, and that would that won't put him to retirement. A well, seven-year contract. If last year was his best, his career best season, um, he certainly hasn't got any worse this year. Mm, shit, he's, no. sure. he's still his uh, star is still rising. I think it's his career best start. I mean, um, he smashed it this one. Well, I think it's coinciding as well with the expectations of him are getting lower and lower because they've got other big men that can fit in the role if they have to. But yeah. he's just stepping up. And yeah, I mean, they've got such a, a wealth of of big man stocks so they can afford to put two of them on the ground and just rotate, keep them on. Yeah, well, Cox it, is still to come back in, and he he's, yeah. won't be back in this week. But yeah. yeah. And for a beginning to kick two goals, get 25 posies, and, uh, you know, take eight marks and 40 hit outs, they're fucking top notch stats. Well, that's Brownlow level stats. And it's against Cruiser, uh, Cruiser yeah. who's no slouch. He's come back from injury, but, uh, you know, Grundy just gave him a bit of a dickin'. I'd say so, yeah. Uh, but uh, you're right, Cruiser's been in and out with injuries and stuff, but he's still a good player. Yeah, and, and he gave him a bath. Yeah. Like, uh, double his posies, double his hit outs. Uh, the only stat that. Um, Old Cruz got was tackles, and that's just because Grundy was getting the ball. Um, it's uh, it was good to see Charlie Kuno get on the scoreboard though, because he's had a bit of a shocker this year. So um, there's something else for him to get excited about. Um, Do you reckon Carlton should just throw money at Grundy just for the fuck of it? Try and get him up because <laughs> he won't leave, but you can at least pump his price up to one point two, one point three. Why not? You may as well try something. Um, on to one of the least impressive games of football this weekend, which was uh, Gold Coast and Melbourne. Um, one of the most bizarre finishes. So you say least impressive. I found it the most enjoyable. The The skills weren't there. I'm not going to no. bullshit on that. But fuck, I had fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll agree with that. Absolutely. It was enjoyable, especially the mad dash in the last uh, minute. Cause I, I've, I loved that last bit by Tom McDonald. He threw every limb he had at it, <laughs> including his head. Dropped a little <laughs> chest mark. <laughs> but all you need to do is force it through. Um, but what it did show to me was they had a plan for oh, fuck, we need a goal, and we need to just move it forward. And Gold Coast did By not have just a, moving it forward as quick as possible. We need to defend this. Because they had guys, you know, you obviously have to set up with a 6-6-6. They had guys that in the back six just sprinted forward like they used to when they, on the back of the goal square. Yeah. Uh, sorry, centre square. What's the difference? Is you know, five or ten metres. Um, let's do it anyway. Uh, and you're rolling the dice because you only need one chance, you know? Yeah. And that's all they're going for. If they lose by ten points, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, you know it's the same as losing by five. But I think that's one thing that I don't think the um, the whole of the AFL coaches, which obviously I've thought about this much longer than the last five seconds, uh, have adapted to in the six 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 is sometimes you have to roll the dice on all or nothings. And yeah. I think Gold Coast should have done that two ball ups before. Just go well. Look, they're on the run on um, a, a draw. You know, a normal draw. Don't give a fuck. Like no one's singing their song for a draw. Hmm. So just fuck it. Uh, get your half back flankers. Just bolt. And uh, back, uh, back your guy to win the, the the possession in the middle. And by that time, they've run off their man. They're running into open goal. Love and life. But uh, they didn't trust themselves to do that earlier. And by the time they tried, it was too late. It was, it was scrappy. I mean, it, even just the way they set up, but also the way they held the ball and used the ball, it, it wasn't pretty at all. Yeah. See, we've had this... Uh, point before though I don't mind scrappy as long as there's effort and there was 110% effort and by that I mean they were trying too hard quite a lot of the time yeah. which I find entertaining too um, but the crowd was involved I mean it, it's it's always a better game when you hear the crowd get up and about even yeah. if the skills aren't ordinary mm. it's like watching a live concert you, you get involved in that even though the actual product isn't as good as what you'd hoped yeah well they've already shown that there's definitely uh, enthusiastic support for AFL uh, in 
the uh, fucking Queensland, but they just need teams that are decent enough for them to rock up. And Brisbane yeah. showed that. And anytime Gold Coast start going good, they get fans out there. They still do better than rugby. The Gold yeah, Coast, that's it. W- one decent midfielder off this game, I think. And yeah. they, they could have dominated it. Um, well, yeah, unfortunately, he was playing against North. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, not playing in the midfield there, but we'll, we'll get to North. It's okay. Um, but anyway, a one-point win to, to Melbourne. I think that's back-to-back wins for him as well. So they've got to be happy. Their, their season's back. They're playing poor and still winning. I mean, they'll yeah. definitely take it. Yeah, of yeah. course they will. Like, no one's going to call this an impressive win, but sometimes uh, being able to nut those ones out that you shouldn't win is uh, almost worth double. Yeah. Uh, Eagles and the Saints, um, in a bit of a pattern that we've seen over the last uh, few weeks, uh, one side gets up and goes, ah, that's enough. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know if it's a, a strategy. I mean, I'm sure there'd have to be some backing off if I get ahead by a little bit. Um, or is it a point where you start trying... Uh, basically different strategies in a, a live game scenario. Well, St. Kilda did that actually before the live game. They um, managed to get to the hotel that West Coast was staying at and uh, stick a couple of blokes in an elevator and get them stuck. Now, did you hear how they actually got stuck? No, I'm making it. No, no, uh, because I do know. Um, they were playing in excess songs on their uh, phones and they were jumping up and down too much. The elevator, um, the safety kicked in. Right. That's how they got stuck. Because they were carrying on in the elevator. I'll tell you what, much. if they were playing Never Tear Us Apart, fucking Koshy is going to yeah. go them. He's, I, he's, I feel like there's like unspoken rules that you don't jump up and down the fucking elevator. I would have thought so. I would have thought it's actually a spoken rule. Like, if you saw someone doing it, you'd be like, mate, don't. That's almost like a terrorist act. You'd like dive on them. You're like, just save yourselves. <laughs> I got this. But uh, apparently they had Uno cards with them, which is fucking odd. So really? they just played oh. Uno for a little while. Yeah, well, it's a nine, so that makes sense. I guess when you're uh, travelling, you keep those little things around to keep yourself uh, busy on the planes or in the hotel or, or whatnot. So, yeah. yeah, fortunately they had something something together. It's not what West Coast players are used to keep, keeping themselves busy with. Um, well, yeah. Historically, so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But apparently St. Kilda has formed with this sort of shit. There was uh, many a story about the old, um, what was their old home ground? Fucking Moravin, um, Moravin, yeah. When they used to, yeah, back then. Now, when they used to play there, um, sometimes they before the match they'd often turn the showers off, so players yeah. couldn't have a shower. Put, or whatnot. No, put the hot water off. Yeah, put the hot water off. Um, make sure everything was nice and uh, freezing, fucking cold yeah. in their change room. And I actually like that. I like the whole uh, sneaky ass country footy aspect of it. Except the St Kilda and their fucking with richest suburbs in Melbourne. Well, I mean, <laughs> it obviously so didn't work too well. That makes you a bit of a cunt. I mean, they've been trying it since the 50s and it worked for one year. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they got a lot of return on that. How do you like no hot water, proletariat? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, West Coast should have won it by a lot, lot more. Um, kicking uh, one goal eight in the final quarter. Because um, I I do hate it when there's more points than goals kicked. Yeah. But it again, just looks ugly. Yeah. West Coast are doing what Saint, uh, what uh, Sydney have done for years. That they, they don't want to finish in my yeah, premiership. Yeah. They want to get to uh, September with a clean injury sheet because they know they're making it. Good footy's good footy though. I mean, it is. It no. is. Uh, yeah. They're just they're not motivated to win right now. They're motivated to win by enough. I reckon we're just a couple of weeks off them getting called flat track bullies again, only because they won't be playing the top teams yeah. um, to be able to show their medal. But yeah, that seems to be a favourite whenever West Coast starts winning is the media starts pulling out the flat track bullies. So yeah. I reckon we're two rounds off that coming like, back. Obviously, they've built a, a knockoff MCG replica. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're pretty much like the China of the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> I love the flat track bullies comment though, because it's like, 
in one breath you hear, oh, it's the most even season ever. Uh, any team could beat anyone, but they're a flat track bully. Like, exactly. Well, they hell. haven't said it yet, but it's got to come. I guarantee it. Within two weeks, we'll see it somewhere. Yeah, well, once the election's over and they've got no other bullshit oh. to talk about on the Herald Sun, they'll be on that. Exactly. Um, showdown, uh, whatever number it is, um, on Saturday night. Yeah, why wasn't this at the MCG? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you why know was it on Friday night? Okay, so <laughs> I, it can be on Friday night, and I don't really care, but I can understand why it's not on Friday night is because yeah. the AFL knows wherever they put it, people are going to watch, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. As for the MCG, I, it's a dumb idea. Um, the justification was, well, they played State of Origin rugby there, and they still got 90,000. Yes. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold this on. Is true. Was there a legit talk that one of the MCG? By, no, uh, no, it was no, by commentary. one journalist. What's his name? Damien Barrett. What a fucking champion. <laughs> <laughs> See, this I'm, is the greatest idea I've ever heard. Because it'll piss off the entirely yes, of Adelaide. It's exactly fucking right. New levels of Vic Bias. He's yeah. like, oh, that's a really good match, actually. And, and actually SA doesn't deserve that. Who <laughs> we'll fucking bring it here? You know Jeff Kennett's ears are pricked up. Right? <laughs> fucking know. So, I'll take this cut, too. I would go there and cheer the umpires. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you have F1 cars around the boundary lines? <laughs> Just, yeah, we've got these two bastards. <laughs> a bit fucking cheeky to uproot out and centre and spin him round, round, round. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Paddy Dangerfield that. can toss the coin. Oh, <laughs> oh holy shit. <laughs> well, it'd be the first time Scott's transport box is full. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be great. Maybe Still he, looking for you, cunts. Yeah. Maybe he's on the take, and that's why Scott's are holding out. <laughs> Actually, who's Barrett Wright for? Is it the, is it the Herald Sun? Oh, anyone who'll pay him. AFL. Yeah. Oh, that's right, he took the full-time job at that, yeah. wasn't he? used to be... Ah, oh, who knows? I think so. All over um, the place. Maybe he was just trying to get the advertiser to bump up their readership or something. Because, I mean, no, let's be honest, not many port players are reading it. No, can read. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. um, I thought it was a scrappy old game, this one, as well. Um, well they always are, really. Um, I mean, it, it felt like you know, there was a tight, there was the pressure, there was a build-up right at the start, and you go, oh, yeah, this is fiercely contested. Um, it still held my interest, but it wasn't highly skilled. Yeah. I was unlucky I need to watch this game. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I think sometimes when players are playing beyond themselves, you're not going to get the highly skilled results because no. they're, they're too desperate. They're yeah. too um, aggressive, if you like. They're trying to get the hard ball and you know, get their dick out and show how big it is kind of thing rather than show how well, clean they can be. Yeah, well, it doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's just <laughs> no, no, it's not, not a all. clean game. Yeah, clean dick, not a big <laughs> dick. Um, and I think uh, indicative of that was the fact that the showdown medal went to a backman. Um, Alexander Keith. Um, he had a blinder. Yeah, he, he had a good little season. He's, he's doing all right. Um, they've done well, Adelaide, with their back lines because you remember they yeah. had uh, Jakey Lever a couple of years ago, so yep. they, they lose him to, to Melbourne. Um, Tom Duday steps up, and yep. he had a great season last year. Yep. Um, they lose him this year, and now Alex Keith has stepped up. Yeah, yeah, like... Honestly, I was So you're uh, saying Keith is fucked, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying next year, mate, hit the beach. <laughs> He's in trouble. <laughs> Hold off contract talks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's now, now it's their forward line that's fucked. Yeah. Um, the source, not source, fucking... Jenkins. Jenkins, who's struggling from the goal square now. It's, it's still in the uh, still in the sample, the not, poor lad. Not going good, isn't it, apparently? Oh, no, he kicked... What did he kick? He kicked... Uh, the other week, the other he week. kicked three goals, all three. from the goal square. Yeah. I don't know what he did this week. But someone's saying he missed a couple from the goal square as well. So, ooh, that's tough to get your way back into yeah. the side if you can't do what uh, you what's your name on. Well, it's hard yeah. when you spend all week doing contract talks with other other teams. Well, so that's true. That's true. It, it could be on the on the cards, I reckon. Yeah, the story is uh, Hawthorne's seven years, seven million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, well, it was pretty cheeky that he had that meeting at the Alma. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Had a little bit of technical difficulties there, and we've lost um, about 10 minutes worth of recording. So it's not my best work ever, actually. It was, it was actually. It was. I, I think I've definitively proven that Durden should have got off and uh, Ablett <laughs> deserved five. Um, it just... It's it's part of the conspiracy. They've uh, destroyed our evidence. Yeah. They've stopped us. They had a gag order. So we've missed the end of the uh, Adelaide Crows and Port Adelaide game that we're talking about. Pure gold. We've finished discussing why uh, Ablett is lucky to get away with his and why Durden should have got 10 games instead and, of one. And 10 glorious minutes on why uh, Sammy Gray should be taking Dursma and uh, Rosie <laughs> aside and tell him to fuck off out of the 20s in their Guernsey numbers and give him a, a shot at it. I think we mentioned Mother's Day as well. I think we might have. But anyway, such is life. Um, so <laughs> anything else you want to say about Geelong and North? Well, fucking the bullshit is what like it was. We've recapped that game very well. <laughs> um, it, I mean, Benny Brown back in form and somehow second in the Coleman. Second in the Coleman, exactly, which uh, by a fair margin, but you know, one good game, you can get back up there. Let's be honest, Jeremy Cameron's getting suspended at some stage. <laughs> He's going, it's going to happen. Yep. It so is definitely I reckon happen, Brown's yeah. in the box seat. I'll tell you what. Uh... Well, it's a good time for him to start uh, coming into form because, yeah, realistically... He's been shit for a little bit. Oh, we, He's been pretty ordinary, let's be honest. He has. <laughs> I'm just very surprised to hear you say it because, you know... <laughs> well, he's been pretty ordinary because he's got three players on him. But Nick Larkey coming in has actually been super handy because um, he's playing that Jared Waite role in that you leave Nick Larkey alone, you'll kick three or four. Um, and he's that gangly, tall motherfucker. So, you know, having two of them in the forward lines, they get a bit confused. What, what, uh, game, what game are we talking about? <laughs> Geelong and North, oh, yeah. Right. Um, Tim Kelly doing his uh, price on the open market and... Mm. Certainly no harm at all with uh, a nice little 36 touches and two goals. Yeah. West Coast telling them to chill the fuck out. <laughs> Settle down, champ. Um, I did hear a couple of people this uh, week say he's a nice little early bet for a Norm Smith. I mean, that's fucking early going there. Can but you even bet on the Norm Smith yet? I doubt it. I've, I've, well, you know what? Be, you, I reckon I'll take the bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you ring up, yeah. You, the, they'll get. give you six to one odds. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, it was a good game. It was a shame, like uh, I did say, before it got uh, deleted and off into the ether, that uh, we went back to watch this game um, thinking that North had a chance with two minutes left, and that's when Ablett shined. Yeah, um, but yeah. anyway. The um, the weird move for me, uh, Scott uh, Brad Scott originally had At- uh, Sean Attlee on him, and Attlee's got pace to worry Ablett, yeah. and he's a decent tackle too. And he did quite a good job in the first uh, quarter and a half he was on him, and then all of a sudden he's decided to take... The forward pocket in Kane Turner, who's smaller, slower, um, generally not as good as Atley, and put him on Ablett and give him a fuck ton of room. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say that maybe he's getting back for breaking Chris's transformer when he was seven, but there was that's a questionable option. Well, there is every chance that they actually went into uh, different coaches' boxes, and you know Chris might have made <laughs> that move before Brad realised what was going on. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what I'm assuming happened. Or Steve Hawking's really got it out for us and impersonated uh, Brad Scott down on the boundary. Because Brad Scott doesn't coach on the boundary, so maybe intercepted communications. That's it. It's all just a smoke screen. There's only one of them. Um, it was a hologram up in the coach's box, calling the plays down from the bench. All right. Um, anyway, but uh, to get within uh, two goals with a couple of minutes left is still not a bad effort from North against you know the, the clearly the best side in the league. Um, those last two goals just showed how much class that, that Geelong has um, on tap. Um, yeah, they've got some pretty fucking wild shit on tap at AFL, <laughs> AFL headquarters too. 
onto Hawthorne and the Giants, and all the talk's been about the 15,000 people that rocked up to this game. It's a fairly low crowd on Mother's Day, but, you know, that's what we get for having functional family units. Well, it's, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you got Hawthorne playing GOS, so... <laughs> yeah. I said, out? Hawthorne don't draw big crowds, really, unless it's an absolute blockbuster. Yeah. And I think they, you know, they're not bandwagon fans. They're just big event fans. I'm sick of, these, to do. sick of these minnow clubs taking money out of uh, my team. <laughs> Who, <laughs> <Hey>, Williamstown? <laughs> um, and the other talk of the game was uh, not many players can get dropped and people think actually more of them because of it. But, geez, Ruffy's come out smelling like roses Hasn't after he? getting dropped. It's been a great little little weekend for, for Ruffy. He's back in the, in the good books of everyone in the yeah. yeah. I saw the story come out that uh, he knocked back a contract like uh, Mitchell's, but at uh, Gold Coast. Uh, yeah, well, Stewie Jew was the one that said it on uh, SEN, that he gave Ruffy a call and said, mate, what are you doing next year? You know, what are your things? Because we'd love to come up here. Horrible place for a, a ranger with <laughs> skin cancer issues to go up to the Gold Coast. Yeah, that's but true. Yeah. besides that, um, it, it just shows that he's the kind of bloke that he that he is. He said, I'd rather stay here. You know, I'm, I'm a one-club man, and I understand those... those um, Offers that got, you know, with Lewis and Hodge and Mitchell. Do you think he was scared off by the coaching portion of the contract? Maybe. It was but, like, all right, well, you know, play one for year, one year as a player and two as a coach. He's like, oh, fuck, that'll be tough. Um, but he started coaching halfway through this game. Yeah. <laughs> in the BFL, telling the young lad he's played on. Like, no, no, mate, here's where you should be standing and stuff like that. Yeah. He'd already kicked five at that stage too. So, Well, the funny thing is everyone's like praising him, but I heard what he said. Bullshit advice. <laughs> All completely wrong. <laughs> what you got to do is turn and face the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you get the ball, you know how to move. Uh, and if you're wing defence, you can't come past that arc. <laughs> you know how to be popular soon? Bicycle kicks. Work on those. <laughs> um, On to the game, and uh, Wayne Carey called it pretty boring. Um, I don't think he's wrong. Uh, Hawthorne did play a very un-Hawthorne-like game in that it was lockdown. It was um, close up the space. We're going to... Uh, try and cut out the run of, of GWS and um, we'll get them on the rebound that way. Um, which, yeah, you know, I think really just says where Hawthorne's at at the minute is that they don't have that, they don't have the best ball users in the game anymore when they yeah. used to. And that's how they, their style of game was to accommodate that. Mm. They don't have it anymore. They, they need a bit of ugliness about it. See, I thought I watched this game, but I'm looking at the stats. I don't think I did because Heath Shaw apparently went at 76% efficiency. <laughs> I don't fucking remember that. <laughs> well, I remember some fucking disgusting disposal. Long kicks to contest counts as an efficient disposal. Someone's uh, taken the piss. <laughs> yeah. um, it was, though, a little frustrating in the third quarter because I think the ball was in Hawthorne's forward half for a good 12 minutes before they kicked a goal. Yeah, now, that's a long that's time a long to be time. to be fucking around with it. I feel like it should almost be yeah, it should be backcourt violation or something. It should be some <laughs> rule where you just shot like, clock. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, yeah, what, don't be a shit cunt. Like every two, <laughs> just pass it maybe. Every two minutes, there's not a goal. A player each comes off. <laughs> like that's how the AFL is going to get the you know because they need more goals for more ad revenue. Yeah, and once two men off, two men off, two men off. Once you're down going. to twelve, multi ball. I'm all for multiple. I think it should be played. Or throw the AFLW teams onto there. Play them at the same time. You know, there's more players. Let's, yeah, let's have yep. 12, 12, 12. 
Gabby Garcia signed for one million per year <laughs> to North Melbourne. North Melbourne, <laughs> <laughs> clearly North Melbourne. I tell you, what, she'd fucking take out bloody players too. So North, which team is she in? AFLW or AFL? Both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can see the Asada guy comes in and she's like, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> and he's like, Ugh. her and Magic having bench press competitions. <laughs> well, well, you she's, filling, take... she's filling the urine cup from across the fucking room, just three point <laughs> shotting that shit, standing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ricky Henderson, uh, good to see he was back in form because he had a, a terrible one last week. But can you imagine, imagine her had a kid? No. Fucking thing would, I don't know how it would, it'd be like a chest burster. Yeah, who'd carry it? <laughs> Which one's pregnant? That's what I'm saying. Well, who'd carry a fucking, uh, it, you'd need Ben Cunnington to carry the fucking thing. He's the only <laughs> one that could actually hold the thing in. <laughs> Um, I, was, I th- also thought it was a nice move with Jarman Impey going and uh, starting off in the forward line and kicking a couple of goals nice and early. Yeah, getting um, touches early always is good for his game. Um, which is uh, good because he's been solid back line all year. So it's just a throw this in. They won't be expecting it. Catch him off guard and yeah. Yeah, away you go. Yeah. Do you get frustrated at him though? Because he seems like he's in the um, Bashahuli and JJ sort of mould in that he does some great stuff and then his disposal can let him down. When he's efficient, he looks brilliant. But on those games when he's inefficient, jeez, he make, make yellow telly. No, I think his disposal's fine. It's just sometimes I want him to run more um, because no bastard can catch him. Mm. Um, but I think sometimes it's, oh, well, the easy outlet pass, you know, out to the um, other side, I'll do that. That's a safe one. So I think he doesn't take enough risks. Um and especially, I'll, I want to see him get caught holding the ball once or twice a game because that means he's trying to take it on more. I think sometimes he goes, nah, mate, that's it's too risky. I'll, I'll play the safe option. So I want him to take more risks. Um, but it was really just a, a change of ends um, in this one for him um, that really made the difference. Um, so I think it was a well-coached game in that respect. I think you've got to be happy with Blake Hardwick. Uh, did not register a single hand pass. That's really getting the ball forward. Yeah, uh, Was it uh, Kevin Bartlett used to say, you don't get your name in the paper for hand passing? And this is very true. Very true, Kevin. Um, but yeah, uh, Blake Hardwick uh, had a good uh, good start to the year. He was runner-up best and fairest last year, so yeah. he's got a bit of form coming in. Sure. Hmm. GWS depending on too few players in this one too. Absolutely. Like, uh, the bottom 10 possession getters are all GWS, yeah. which... You know, you're going to have players who are out of form, but when you have 10 in a row who just aren't getting the ball, you assume they're getting beaten by their opponent, which uh, is not good enough. Um, I think they struggled in the ruck as well, obviously. Big Mummy had to have a week out. Um, McAvoy did whatever he wanted, and even Segler popped up for a couple of late goals as well. Uh, so the, the dominant tools around the ground were easily on the Hawthorne side. Who do I see get a brilliant tackle on McAvoy? I think it was Kelly, actually. Just... Uh, Little man grabbing McAvoy and getting him holding the ball. Uh, yeah, it was. He pinned his arm, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah, did. Uh, right in the middle of the ground. A perfect modern tackle. Yeah. Like, it wasn't the um, the old school tackle we were no. taught where you put your head in their hip pocket and pin both arms because now that's mm. yeah. a sling tackle or whatever. You're better off pinning just one arm because yeah. it looks better for the arm. And he did it perfectly. And you can see it happening too. Was McAvoy fell down. He's like, I, I can't get it to my foot and I can't throw it. I'm fucked. Well, so he had the, the 360 spin, which yeah. if you go... Uh, a, on the same side as uh, on the opposite side of the arm you pin they can't drop it on their foot because their feet are dragging behind yeah. and then drags them down and he's unco because he's a ruckman well all ruckmen are unco <laughs> we know that but uh, a textbook tackle for the modern era exactly yeah it was perfect head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Um, and besides that, I think James Sicily had another good game as well, getting himself on the scoreboard. But, uh, yeah. Can, uh, can you call someone a trader for not signing up with your team and sticking with their current contract? Probably not. Why? Uh, who, who's that? Kelly? Kelly, yeah. yeah. Fuck him. Uh, yeah, in a quiet one. I can do it. I'm allowed to. All right. And finally, the Dockers and Richmond. I did not see uh, Richmond winning this game, especially after Nankervis goes down in the first half. Yeah, but he came back on afterwards. Now he's out for six weeks. Yeah, exactly. Kind of weird. Um, but I thought this the final score didn't really justify how good a contest this was in the contest. Yep. Richmond got the better of those contested possessions, but... Frio were fighting the whole time to get there. Richmond was a little bit more slick with inside hand passes and getting free runs on the outside. Um, but Frio fought you know, for the whole game um, and actually thought this was an exciting game to watch uh, to start the, the scoreline. It was. I mean, um, Richmond still wins by, you know, was it four goals or something like that? Yeah. But it was, they won by inches. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was. A lot? A lot of them, yep. yeah. And it was all just like those... Uh, split second decisions there was always someone in the right position for yep. Richmond so that it's just habit you know someone's going to be there you pass it out and that's how your game is going avenues for goal for Fremantle was really their problem as well um, yeah. and they've done well on that this year you know putting on some big scores but in this one uh, Tabernar and Hogan and um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the others just didn't quite pitch in um, you still had your game from five um, yeah. you know 30, yeah. 30 odd touches and three goals yeah and also material pretty inaccurate but he was under pressure yeah. a lot a lot like, so it's not like there were goals he should have got. It was just a high-pressure game, especially in that back line. And I feel like that's where some of our best work was done was in the back line, uh, which is really surprising considering the outs that we had. But I feel like Menadieu has shown that he's definitely willing to step up. Uh, Grimes is been free to be the leader of that of that back line now that yeah. Rance isn't there. And he's shown that his apprenticeship under Rance is really starting to pay dividends. And also uh, McIntosh, I thought, was very strong in defense. Um, it was hard to, to really pick up key players for Frio. Um but they besides may have shut it yeah. besides five, yeah. But they 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 shut down all avenues to goal, which resulted in uh, well, it wasn't so much that it was good one on one contests. It was them helping out, especially manager coming across the front of contests and taking marks uh, and strong marks in the air was was really a key to to us making sure we limit their ability to have their small forward line get up, get their hands on the ball, mm. kick easy goals. Kane Lambert was a handy distributor too. He was. Uh, same as uh, young kids who haven't been performing well stepped up this game. Um, yep. Lambert had a, a really good game. Uh, so did Castagna. Well, not Castagna wasn't as good as Lambert, but he's been, in my opinion, pretty poor, uh, yep. inconsistent over, over the last... And, and let's face it, he is one of those depth players. Right. He wouldn't be in the best 22 if there weren't a phalanx of injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he, he earned his spot in this one. Yeah, and obviously Sydney Stacks looks like he's going to be a regular. Um, Shy Bolton, obviously, four goals. Yep. I think three in the first, something stupid yeah. like that. Uh, obviously he's, he's out and out star and he's getting that free freedom to be able to show what, he's, what he can do. Um, Caddy coming back as well. He wasn't perfect. Still, still a bit still, of polish yeah, to come. Still a fair bit of stuff to, to iron out, but his endeavour is still there and his mongrel is still there as well, which is one thing that we actually miss is that bit of mongrel. Yeah. Uh, Dusty still doesn't look right. Something wrong with him for sure. I think he, he might not be. Um Right again. I think you yeah. know, maybe some of the, the spotlight and all the shit going on with his old man and everything else that comes yeah. with being a top flight player might be just getting to him. But who knows? Who knows? Speaking of weird shit, you see uh, his crowd interaction? 
Yeah, yeah yes. uh, he's given some chick a high five, and she's uh, watching him go by and just licks her hand. <laughs> fucking loved it too. <laughs> fucking, they're weird over in WA, aren't they? Yeah, and she looked they're like a like weird. a forty five year old mother of three. Oh, yeah, mother of seven. over in WA. So she's, she's grandma yeah. at forty two. <laughs> um, yeah, the funny thing is, if he wasn't playing footy, <laughs> she would be yeah, disinfecting yeah. her hand before even touching him. Uh, yeah. This game last year, Frio v Richmond, I think. I think it was last year, if you remember, uh, Richmond won by 80 points and Fife still got three votes. Yeah. Yep. So he's going to get four votes out of this game, I think. <laughs> so that's why he doesn't get reported, well, uh, doesn't get suspended. Uh, I love that uh, Reese Conker uh, didn't play the best game, but got completely left alone by the Tigers. Like, hey, you're <laughs> all fucking... right. You're all right. <laughs> all right. Well, that's uh, round eight all done. So uh, let's go into round nine. And I've already done my tips, and I can tell you I've tipped nine home teams in this one. So um, let's go through. West Coast Eagles are hosting Melbourne at Optus Stadium on Friday night. I mean, you'd be pretty gutsy to tip Melbourne here, wouldn't you? Uh, I, tell you I know there's yeah. been some upsets this season, but this is this will be up there if Melbourne gets it. I yep. know West Coast are, are you know, treading nicely for September, but Melbourne have not looked great. No. Uh, they were pretty lucky to get the win last weekend, and they would need a fuck ton more luck to get a win here. So, no. Yep. West Coast. Yep. West Coast. Collingwood are hosting St Kilda at the MCG. St Kilda got a bit of pluck. Yeah, chance. Are you really tipping against Collingwood on any match except uh, Geelong? Yeah, not at the minute. No. Uh, um, even though they were uh, beaten in a lot of contests against Carlton last week, I think they'll wake up. Um, yeah. But Saints have shown that they can step up against good competition. They play at the level of their competition, yeah. uh, which is not a good thing because you, know, <laughs> you want to be the best. But... You know, they can they can definitely jump up and put a surprise to Collingwood. Well, they can do it in four quarters, I don't know. I think, still Collingwood. I think Carlton had uh, good matchups against Collingwood in terms, you know, Cruiser sort of corresponds to Grundy a fair yeah. bit yeah. and some of their players. Cripps yeah. is obviously a champion. I don't see a matchup they win against uh, Collingwood yeah. for St Kilda. Yeah. I just agree. I, I don't see it. So Collingwood by a lot. Uh is probably match of the round is Brisbane hosting the Crows. That's fifth versus third. The Crows are third somehow. Wow, shit. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. that's how close it is. I like this is up at the Gabba because it means you'll get, uh, presumably, some pretty nice weather. and uh, One hopes. Yeah. yeah. Both teams in nice weather and, uh, you know, particularly being a daytime game, we should see some very fast-flowing, uh, hopefully highly skilled footy. Well, if it's fast-flowing highly skilled, I think Brisbane win easily. Yeah. If it's locked down, if it's pissing down rain, I think that brings Adelaide into the game. The idea you can see um, Crouch, Neil working off each other, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah, I'm, I think Lions go over, over the line, but I'm expecting a good hard contest. I hope so. Should no, be a great game. Same boat, Lions, Raw Bettings, the same so far. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm home teams all the way this week. So uh, Geelong at Goomba Stadium against uh, the Western Bulldogs. You're you're an ambitious man to bet against Geelong at Goomba well, uh, any time this season. They've lost once down there this season. I'm going for the upset. Gary Ablett, getting reported and getting games this week. <laughs> now, I just, Zero said chance. I just said you're an ambitious man to bet against them, not betting against Gary. Um, yeah, they'll win by 40, but Ablett he- suspended after this round. He could shoot someone and someone else would get suspended for being in the front of that bullet. Like, obviously has something very important to do and it's going to take a couple of weeks because he's trying to get time off. I'd like to see him climb a goalpost, elbow a bloke in the head and then say, you talk like a girl. Yeah, I want and to just say, what are you going to do, mate? What are you going to do? Jimmy Snooker off the goalpost, climb up the bastard, <laughs> Why not? jump off. Hell in a cell style. He'll just bring someone else up there with him and then dump him. I want to see him put in an annual leave request. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, come on, my probation's over. Um, Geelong all the way yeah. um, Essendon and the Dockers at Marvel Stadium interesting game because Essendon have really fallen off 
Yeah. And uh, do you think they might be on tilt after last week? I hope so. Oh, absolutely. I hope they come out fighting. That'd be great to watch. <laughs> um, everything inside me tells me that this is going to win this game, so I'm picking Frio. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm in the same boat. I think um, we talked about matchups just then. Fife and Mundy are the only two you'd really think are the the danger for Essendon. Essendon got a lot more dangerous people, yeah. but mm. if Fife and Mundy are on, Jesus Christ, they could do some damage. It's hard to stop. Yeah. Um, I just think put two people on Adam Saad and you probably shut down <laughs> their whole rebound offense. Yeah, um, will probably be back, and I think he's going to be tough for uh, the Dockers to handle. But um, Alex Pierce has been, uh, oh sorry, uh, Clancy Pierce has been the best backman I think for the year so far. So yeah, it'll be a good matchup if he, he comes back in. Um, North and the Swans down in Tassie. Tell you what, they're not trying to hide the fact that no one gives a fuck about this game. <laughs> <laughs> night games in Tassie night is game fucking in Tassie. rough. North and, and Sydney, yeah. What else is on that night? Well, a buddy's been out for the last couple of weeks. Do you reckon they've gone, wow, buddy, you, you're right now? He's like, Tassie, <laughs> night game. <laughs> not on, is it, Chip? Nah, yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, well, they said they might be playing and there might be some snow, and all of a sudden he's like, fuck, I'm there. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, if, uh, if Buddy does come back and plays every game, then his 300th will be against Hawthorne. So the marketing department are certainly pushing for him. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've actually tipped uh, that uh, North, who are uh, actually under Swans on the ladder, um, I reckon North might do this one. No, I'll give him a fucking belting. I just forgot that I hadn't put a tip yet, but yeah, North. <laughs> All right, uh, Port Adelaide and the Gold Coast Suns at Adelaide Oval. Well, let's go Port because Suns, I guess. They don't like travelling. No, they, don't, oh, they did last year, but I mean, now they've got a home. They had no choice but to travel last year. Yeah, I'm Port. I think Port, Port will away. get a couple of ins as well that might mm-hmm. help them. Uh, Richmond and Hawthorne at the MCG. This could be a game. This could uh, approach game it around status, or it could approach just what the fuck were they thinking status? Well, I think the Tigers obviously going to have a fast running game. That's going to be their strategy because well, they have to because they don't have any ruckman. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I think Hawks they're going to try try and make this a mongrel game. They're going to make it physical. They're going to try and knock them around. I think it's going to be a great little contest. There's going to be lots of fire in there. Do you reckon they try Lynch in the ruck? Because why the fuck not? Well, the way Lynch was taking marks last week... started to come good. I doubt it. Yeah, he's starting to really turn it on. Uh, Getting ahead of packs, which is weird. He doesn't jump over packs. He steps around them. Has bolting. It's going to be interesting at the selection table because uh, if Hawthorne decide, you know what, McAvoy, yes. Segler, yes. Uh, Mitch Lewis, who took a couple of nice grabs last week. And you know what? Let's throw Ruffy back in there as well. That's a very tall forward line. But well, I think you're you right. Need... It's speed versus lockdown. Yeah, I think you need to. I'm looking at uh, 21 and rain it's on Sunday. Yeah, it's on yeah, Sunday. 21 and rain on Sunday. So I think that makes this contest a real red hot uh, I think rough them up. Tips it in Richmond's favour, I think. A little bit with the outside run. But yeah. Hawthorne, they can try and wear them down just through physicality. Um, but yeah, I think still Richmond uh, on that one. And finally... Yeah, I'm kind of leaning on Richmond too. Uh, GWS and Carlton. Um, I think they've shot their load. Carlton? GWS, they've said it's their worst fucking game they've played um, in ages last week. I can't um, imagine Leon Cameron mm-hmm. saying that. Worst well, fucking game we played. Close to it. Well, uh, Jimmy Bartell, actually, who's their head of football. I can't imagine him saying that. Yeah, he said it was their, their worst loss um, ever. Which is probably a little bit of a stretch, considering yeah. they had some fifteen goal losses, you know, yeah, not that we long ago. Pumped them in a final at their home. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably a bit sucky too. Worst, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. prelim loss. That was a little bit of a suck. What about that one, Jimmy? You fuckhead. 
<laughs> he contributed to some of those. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think he was on the board then. So he, what he really means is since I've been here, which is this year. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Um, so GWS yeah, to bounce back. GWS, yeah, GWS getting that W. Especially with Big Mumford back in, uh, back in town. Yeah. All right. That'll do us for this week. All right. All right. Peace. Generally. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.